Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to your Monday edition of The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for the 5th of July. Today, we're talking Olympic dreams up in smoke, the NRL's dirty dozen, and why Isla Tomjanovic is calling BS on opponents at Wimbledon. But first... Or rather, who let them climb to the top of the AFL ladder? For the first time since round 10, the Melbourne Demons have been replaced at the top of the table by the Western Bulldogs. Caleb Daniel back into the middle. The siren about to sound. They had to work all day. But at the completion of round 16, the Western Bulldogs are on top of the AFL ladder. After previous ladder leaders Melbourne were upset by the GWS Giants on Saturday, the Dogs seized the opportunity and recorded a hard-fought 29-point win over the Kangaroos yesterday. The Dogs are due to face the sixth-place Sydney Swans this weekend, however, with the AFL still managing the ever-fluid COVID situation in states and territories around the country, the venue, date and time of this weekend's games are yet to be confirmed. On Friday night, the St George Illawarra Dragons pulled off a thrilling victory over the New Zealand Warriors. McCulloch, they come off their line quick, the Warriors. The field goal shot this time is there. The Golden Point win kept them in the top eight and more importantly, a game clear of a big chasing pack of clubs fighting for a final spot. So naturally, the players were in a good mood. The Dragons rugby league team is in damage control tonight with players fined after being caught up in a COVID breach at the home of star forward Paul Vaughan. Yes, on Saturday evening it's being reported that 11 Dragons players turned up at forward Paul Vaughan's Shell Harbour home after police were tipped off by neighbours. Unfortunately, we had a really awesome win still isn't a valid excuse to have a party under the current New South Wales government COVID guidelines. And it's definitely not permitted under the NRL's current Level 4 biosecurity protocols so that the competition can continue to operate. The Dragons players involved... The 12 men will be known as the Dirty Dozen. The Dirty Dozen have all been fined $1,000 by New South Wales Police for the breach of guidelines, but it's the punishment that's anticipated by the NRL that would have Dragons fans and officials most nervous, as former New South Wales captain Paul Gallon on Channel 9 predicted a heavy hand from the governing body. If this is true, and there's more than half a dozen players there, this is a huge issue and they will... They will be punished severely. I can see something severely happening here. Like big, big fines and time out of the game. This, this is going to be huge. The NRL is expected to conclude their investigation today and hand down a punishment. And for Chief Party Boy Paul Vaughan, who was stood down for 14 days and fined $10,000 for breaching COVID protocols last season, the penalty could be a biggie. The party's over. Get out. Quick update from the world game. Make it quick. The European Championships are down to four teams. Spain had to survive a penalty shootout against the Swiss to earn their semi-final spot against an Italian side who defeated world number one Belgium 2-1. While the fairy tale story of Denmark continues, this is the team whose star midfielder Christian Eriksen almost died in their opening clash after a cardiac arrest. The Danes won their quarter-final over the Czech Republic 2-1, but it was the performance of the Poms that grabbed all the headlines. Sterling, sure, he's going to set up another one. He has done. He's got two, England have got three, and they're running riot in Rome. 
England made Ukraine feel the pain, handing them a 4-0 defeat and setting up a semi-final against Denmark in the process, qualifying for the final four for the first time since 1996. Well, from an Aussie tennis perspective, they certainly run Wimbledon. As the tournament hits the fourth round, the three remaining men repping the land down under are out. James Duckworth and Jordan Thompson both went out in straight sets, while Nick Kyrgios couldn't even make the third. And that's it. I'm very sure that's it. It's too bad. Well, it wasn't a long contribution to the championships this year, but it was so appreciated. He's been brilliant fun. He really has. Kyrgios retired at the end of the second set against Canadian Felix Auger Alassim, despite winning the opening set, unable to continue because of an ab injury. But on the women's side, world number one Ash Barty will take on Barbora Krejcikova from the Czech Republic, and Isla Tomljanovic will take on 18-year-old British wildcard Emma Raducanu in a match where she won't have the crowd support, but will have their respect after her honest confrontation with third-round opponent Yelena Ostapenko, who had requested an injury timeout down for love in the third and deciding set. But you know, you know she's lying, right? We all know. Goodness me. No, can you call the supervisor as well? Stern words from Tomljanovic. But are you taking in any, any consideration that she looked fine for an hour and 30, and now there's an acute injury? Wow. Good luck taking a sickie around either. And while some might view that statement as heartless, former Aussie player Casey Delacqua shed light on the situation on Channel 9 Sports Sunday. Ostapenko's got a reputation for, I believe, of not being the fairest competitor on tour, and I'm really proud of Isla for standing up to uh, Ostapenko in this regard. Here comes Shakiri! Richardson's going to Tokyo! 1087! 21-year-old American sprinter Shikari Richardson stormed through the US Olympic trials and is the gold medal favourite for the women's 100 metres in Tokyo. Or at least she was. Richardson's Olympic dreams appear to have gone up in smoke after she tested positive THC, the chemical found in marijuana. Speaking to the Today Show in the US, Richardson didn't deny the positive test but did try to explain the circumstances that led to her mistoke. I mean, mistake. I know what I did. I know what I'm I'm allowed not to do. And I still made that decision, not making an excuse or looking for any empathy in my case. Richardson went on to say that a few days prior to the Olympic trials, her biological mother passed away. And when she found out, she was in Oregon, a state where marijuana is legal. Unfortunately for Richardson, it's still a banned substance under Olympic rules. Marijuana enhances many things, colours, tastes, sensations, but you are certainly not f- empowered when you're stoned you're lucky if you can find your own goddamn feet the only way it's a performance enhancing drug is if there's a big hershey bar at the end of the run and while some maneuvering has seen richardson handed a 30-day suspension instead of a two-year ban ultimately she will still not be able to compete in the 100 meters at the game but is still a chance to be selected for the relays which i imagine she's probably quite good at pop pop gear pop pop gear And that is your fast, fun hit of sport to kickstart your week. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.